I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi guys, and welcome to Serious Issues, a weekly comic book podcast brought to you by King's Comics in Sydney. My name is Siobhan. My name is Levins. And every week we read a giant stack of comic books and let you know which are the ones um, that are worth your time. And if you want to buy any of these potentially fantastic comics yourself, you can find them at 310 Pitt Street in the city, which is the address of King's Comics, Mm -hmm. or you can find them online at kingscomics.com. This week... We read a whole bunch of comics, uh, slightly less than last week, so we don't need the timer, but we're going to try and be quick to, so we can chew through all these comics as quickly as possible. Absolutely. Um, we've got some new DC Rebirth on the way, the uh, fourth issue of Goldie Vance, the end of the first story arc, which was exciting to read. So uh, a few a few things, uh, sec- a lot of second issues of things that we liked to begin with. Did we like them the second time around? Let's find out. Uh, let's kick straight off uh, with uh, a big chunk of Rebirth stuff. Um, the, there, were, there were three... New DC number ones, two of them fall under the Rebirth banner. I feel like uh, the Rebirth issues only exist because they're aware of this podcast and they want to be featured in First Things First. It's got to be it, right? Two weeks in a row. Because First Things First is the uh, the segment in which we review all of the new number ones that came out in the last week. Uh, and so we're going to kick things off with Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps number mm-hmm. one. Uh, Nightwing Rebirth number one and uh, New Superman number one. Now, of these two Rebirth issues, which are Nightwing and Green Lantern, I'm going to say one of them did everything that a Rebirth issue should absolutely do, and the other one was just a completely pointless issue that I don't think anyone really needed to read. Um, Guess which one I'm talking about. I actually have no idea. I feel like it could go either way. (laughs) Okay. I loved Nightwing number one. I thought... Yeah. It it, it did an incredible job of kind of wrapping up. If If you didn't read all the Grayson stuff before this... Uh, it did a really great job of wrapping up a few of the storylines that were included in that. That's true. And the art by Yannick, Yannick Paquette, Paquette was Holy just moly. a million out of ten. I don't just think so he's good. actually continuing on, though, as the main uh, artist on this, which is a bit of a bummer. It's a bit of a shame. Um, but I just think, I don't know, I, I, this, this just really kicked me off into like, oh, man, I cannot wait to read a Nightwing comic week to week. And the little flashes of like you know like his his relationship with Midnighter, which I, I really enjoyed in the mm-hmm. Midnighter book, and like you know they're, they're they're you know very very close friends who kind of almost flirt with each other, which I really I think is a really fun kind of yeah it's relationship. great more of that um, and then even the Court of Owl stuff, which is uh, not something that I've kind of been privy to for years I guess since that initial Scott Snyder run yeah um, it was kind of fun to kind of check in with them again. And, and the weird status quo facing them. Um, we also, I mean, it definitely wraps up some weird stuff with apparently there was a bomb implanted in, in Damian Wayne's brain. Yep, that was um, weird. That was weird, but that's, that's, that's dealt with. But I don't know, I just think overall it kind of, it closed the chapter on, uh, on 
Dick Grayson in uh, working with Spiral mm-hmm. and uh, kind of explained that, you know, no, no matter who he's been, he's had so many different names. He's always been uh, Dick Grayson. And this time he's going, you know, for now on, he wants to be Nightwing and he's got his old blue costume back and everything's fucking good in the universe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was definitely like, it wasn't the most offensive of the Rebirth titles. I just felt again, like I it felt slightly superfluous to me. Like I'd rather just be straight into what is actually going on. Sure, um, I get but that. It, 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 yeah, totally a good issue. I think, I, I think, I don't know. I, I, I didn't read all of Grayson. So there were oh, things neither. that I was quite happy to kind of have like, Oh, that's what he's been doing this last time. Mm. And I feel like it was, you know, it genuinely only showed you three pages worth of each story wrapping up. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was really, I don't know. It was, I think it was the, the pacing of this was, was really, really great. Um, I don't even, we don't even say who it was why. It was, it was by uh, Tim Seeley, who, who wrote alongside Tom King um, pretty much all of that Grayson run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and again, art by Yannick Paquette, and, which was just a, 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 a joy to mm. read. Man, Yannick Paquette is, is a real talent. Yeah. I mean, uh, Nightwing, Tim, Nick, Dick Grayson, whoever you want, whatever you want to call him, he's mm. always been top five DC characters for me. Totally. Um, and, and purely, like, as in, like, his, you know, his his regular human alias. He's, he, I reckon, you know, take the superhero shit away from him and he is probably the best character. In, yeah, he's still totally in, compelling. In, in DC's universe. So, um, anything seeing... He's just, you know, he's just a in, very endearing, hardworking, nice guy. Mm. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of like... All, that, there are his three main tropes. Yeah, oh, totally. and, and a great butt. Yeah, great butt, <laughs> hardworking, nice. Yeah. So Good I, at I, flips. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you um, in that, like, these rebirth titles, you know, they are kind of like this... They're not entirely necessary. Yeah. But I still had a, a blast reading this one. Yeah, totally. Um, Hal as, opposed Jordan, to, as opposed to Hal Jordan, Green Lantern Corps? And the Green Lantern Corps, um, written by uh, Robert Vendetti and uh, Ethan Van Skyver on art. The, um, Robert Vendetti wrote a great deal of the Green Lantern stuff, um, either alongside uh, Jeff Johns or taking mm-hmm. over once Jeff Johns bowed out midway through the New 52. Um, and so... I mean, I don't know. We, we we get this kind of apparently like everyone went missing from Green Lantern. I've not read many Green Lantern comics in the last few years. Oh, I mean, obviously, either. we're reading the Green Lanterns. But so again, they're all book. gone. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> it just I seems like constantly all of the Green Lantern core are like they're all dead, and then they're all back, and then yeah. they're all dead again. But uh, I do like Sinestro as a villain, and it's kind of cool to see him all withered and old. Yeah, and- old guy Sinestro is pretty cool. I don't really understand why he's old, but I'm yep. into it. Uh, and how come he gets a robe when his uh, green <laughs> girlfriend barely gets a swimsuit? I mean, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, I just, I was kind of bored by all of the uh, the wrap up stuff because it was so patchy, mm. and more than anything, the actual plot about you know Hal Jordan going away and coming back and hammering a, a rock of of Greenland, pure will, or whatever, and then but with a hammer and somehow making a ring out of it. It just it, it just felt like you know it was it looked great. Ethan Van Sciver did a great job on mm. the art, but like I don't know. I, I felt yeah. you, you could explain what happened in this issue in ten seconds. Yeah, I I agree. I do know what you mean. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll do it. In, I'll do it in two seconds. Nice. Hal Jordan's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, fine. It it wasn't it wasn't the parts of Green Lantern that I find especially like interesting or cool. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope it goes in a. Um, you know, a direction that is more interesting and less like every single Green Lantern story that we've seen before. Yeah, just um, make him a space cop. That's just what do I- space cop shit. That's yeah. all I want. Like the best, I think, like some of the best Green Lantern stories of all time, if you really go back, like things like, um, I can't even remember what it's called, but the Alan Moore story about Mogo. Oh yeah, that's a More of story. that, yeah, more yeah, of definitely. that shit. More weird space cop shit and less 
I will. St- Less if, willpower. If, if you can't do space cop, do space cowboy. Yeah, one, yeah. One or the other. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but again, look, this is just you, you can't really judge. Yeah. This series off the back of this issue, whereas I feel like with the Nightwing one, you totally that was like absolutely a sign of what's to come. Okay, yeah. Thematically and like there was it, that was quite a good amount of story to read through in the in the Nightwing rebirth thing. I don't know. I feel like that was my favorite rebirth issue so far. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. DC, huh? We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so, just regular ass issue number one of uh, New Superman, which is a comic that we've been quite excited mm. about uh, since the the announcement of Rebirth, uh, written by Glenn. Sorry, is it Jean, Jean, Jean Luen Yang? Is that thank you. Yeah, you, you're better at remembering his name <laughs> than I am. Uh, but he uh, has written many self published works, um, mm-hmm. and then started working at DC. Uh, for the I guess the last year and a half on, working on the Superman story, mm-hmm. and I never read any of the Superman stuff. But the general word was it didn't really feel like a story that he wrote. It just kind of felt like more of the same. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't read any of his other stuff. I'm, I'm a big fan of his um, what, other yeah, work. What are some of his books that he's written? Um, I really hope I'm not getting this wrong, but I'm pretty sure Boxes and Saints was him. No. Boxes and Saints, American born Chinese. American born Chinese, of course. That's his most excellent. famous uh, yeah. and very great book. Mm. Um, this one is about a, um, a a new Superman who emerges in China, um, and that was the pitch that we were given. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like you know, with with one Superman dying, a new one has to come back. And I thought we'll have to come back every time. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I I thought this is going to be like the New Fifty Two Superman's power, like finding its way to to, to China. But instead, right. we learn that this is uh, the story of a like a bully. Like mm-hmm. a dumb teenage jerk mm-hmm. um, who lives in China and, and and bullies kids out of money and has a you know his he he lives with his dad and his mum died tragically when he was younger, um, but he is introduced to a, a shadowy organization who uh, basically approach him and, and say that they want to uh, put give him the powers of a Superman and so it's a sign it's almost like Captain America. Mm. Except they like you know purposely found a dickhead yeah. to give the Superman powers to. Yeah, for some reason they can. Well, because they see him supposedly defending another kid, they assume that he has the heart of a hero, which seems like a very poor like system of figuring yeah, these things it, out. Yeah, if you're going to give someone crazy, crazy mad Superman powers. Yeah, the crucial thing is that he, that he, he stands up to a villain at one point, mm. and yeah, that that act of some you know what seems like compassion is is what makes them choose to give him the powers. Um, I think this is just not what I was expecting at all. Oh, yeah? I still enjoyed it a lot immensely. Yeah. I thought it was really, really funny. It reminded me a lot of Invincible Absolutely. by Robert Kirkman. Um, and uh, I just love the idea that Yang is just going to be given like his, his own little sandbox to play with in which he can introduce uh, Chinese versions of Batman and Wonder Woman, which he does Absolutely. at the end of this issue. That was pretty cool and fun. And uh, this, whole, this whole arc is called Made in China, which is very fun. Um, and the art by uh, Victor Bogdanovich, who I've not seen before. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really great match. It's like, absolutely again, um, more invincible um, comparisons to his artwork as well. It looks a lot like Corey Walker. Um, but really, really fun and vibrant artwork. Uh, but yeah, again, like just not what I was expecting at all. I thought this was going to be... This kind of feels like an indie comic in which they are Definitely. doing like they're they're doing their version of Superman, except they're doing it in the DC universe. And absolutely, and I think this is going to be really like I think this is going to be one of those characters that's really fun to watch him grow and develop, and they'll yeah. totally be like a with great power comes so on and so forth kind of moment. I'm assuming. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited to see him get there, and I'm um, I'm definitely on board for this. Yeah, but I mean, it has a bit of a you know again another Robert Kirkman book, um, Irredeemable Ant Man, mm-hmm. yeah, in which a complete 
like horrible person got the Ant-Man helmet mm-hmm. um, and, and abused those powers. I, and I wonder if this is going to tread similar waters or he's going to you know, get his head kicked in by the good guys ASAP and learn how to be a hero that way. Or maybe this won't be a story of you know, hero and redemption. Who knows? Who knows? Um, One thing which um, I slightly wish that they'd kept some of the pre-52 Chinese heroes. I'm just trying to remember mm. what that team was called well, I, yeah. that popped up in like um, 52, I think, that was that was the, the, the Magnificent the, Ten or the something Japanese, like that? They were the oh, Japanese, Japanese characters. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. The <laughs> um, but there was one guy who his power was being very rich. Oh, nice. I don't remember that at that all, but best, yeah. that's, that's Batman, isn't it? <laughs> um, no, but he, he, he just... That was just his power. He was very rich. Amazing. That's fantastic. Amazing. I mean, that's the real power, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but there are there have been various uh, Asian and, and, and indeed mm. Chinese heroes in both DC and Marvel's universes. But I, I remember there've been Iron Man runs, obviously with the Mandarin. Mm. There are the, the good ver- the, the, the good heroes of China as well. I think it's really exciting to. I mean, obviously China is emerging as one of like you know almost can make and break a Hollywood film now. Totally. So, and I know that Batman v Superman did not do well at, in China. It probably would have made that billion-dollar threshold that it was trying to make if it appealed to a Chinese um, audience. But no one really knows anything about Batman or Superman Mm. or people... Apparently, like, Chinese audiences were were confused that, you know, that, that... they, th- they thought like Wonder Woman was Superman's sister, and always like because like, that, that that folklore that's so ingrained in in our heads from growing yeah, totally. up, even in Australia, even which is even further away from America, um, mm. you know that, that that's, isn't a, isn't a thing in China. So I, I, it would be amazing if this book actually gets sold in China. And absolutely, know, yeah. But also, I love I love the idea of like a reasonably insular society having their own superheroes. You know, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to see that sort of built up and developed, and yeah, totally agree. Not just see sort of Chinese versions of Wonder Woman and Batman. Yeah, more more comics set other than America. Totally. Um, so this is a, a week in which I uh, get the amazing ability to uh, say that I have officially reviewed a comic called Little Poopy Superstar. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> um, have you watched Rick and Morty before, Siobhan? Well, I have seen like two episodes, maybe. It's a fantastic show. It's really I I enjoyed the two episodes that I saw. Um, and I have not read any of the comics so far. Um, Rick and Morty is a show on Adult Swim. Um, co-created by one of the guys who did um, Community and another um, kind of uh, cartoonist um, Mm -hmm. alongside him. Uh, The Rick and Morty comics have been published by Oni Press. Um, I think they're relatively well-liked by people, fans of the show. Um, And Lil Poopy is a um, a kind of character that's showed up in two episodes, I think, of the second second season. Um, He is kind of suggested that he's an imaginary friend, but he turns out to be an actual character. Hilarious. Um, And in this, we we see Lil Poopy Superstar go on a... a, uh, uh, an adventure with um, Morty's sister. Um... Uh, Morty is the kid mm-hmm. who goes on adventures with Rick and uh, his sister gets jealous and is very excited that little Poopy is taking her on an adventure this time but then they go to a world in which little Poopy is a superstar amazing um, and it was very very fun and funny and the dialogue is quite reminiscent of how they talk on the show mm-hmm. but I read this co- comic in I think two minutes exactly mm. <laughs> and I don't know if that is like something that you you know place worth in like you know it is is a is a comic worth buying because it takes you 10 minutes or mm. or is it more about the you know the amusement found within was um, it was it 10 minutes worth of enjoyment just 
jam-packed into two minutes? Or was I'm it not, just not two sure. minutes I'm not sure. I, 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 I'm going to buy the next one of Lil Poopy Superstar. Beautiful. I mean, ideally, you want me to read this and be like, wow, I need to read all of the Rick and Morty comics. But mm. at this point, I'm like, oh, are they all like this? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it, it is great to be like, oh, yeah, I read an entire run of comics in, in 15 minutes. <laughs> but uh, but you yeah. do feel slightly like you've wasted bit, your money. Exactly. <laughs> um, but if, if, you've, uh, if you've been reading the Rick and Morty comics, anyone listening right now, let us know if uh, that's something that I should uh, endeavor to do. Are they mm. as good as the show? Because apparently it's still like another year until season three comes on Rick um, of Rick and Morty. So uh, I would like I would like to fill that gap. Mm. Uh, cool. Um, Image put out a new number one this week. Did you read it? I did. I just had to give you the last copy. Oh god, damn, that's very generous of you. Yeah. No um, uh, as everyone knows, Image number one's uh, a pretty sure thing for a comic that will sell out of its initial run. Yep. Uh, this one is called Horizon. Um, it's by. Oh, I'm just gonna, I almost read out all of the names at once then. <laughs> uh, Brandon Thomas. Is he the same Brandon Thomas who did Batgirl? Is that, no, he no, is no, Brandon, Brandon Fletcher. Fletcher. Oh, fuck it. Uh, cool. <laughs> Brandon Thomas, along with Juan Gideon and Frank Martin on colors. Um, Juan did art on this. Uh, this is a, uh, a very, very beginning of a story. Mm. Um, they, there's only one thing happening in this story, mm-hmm. and uh, it is a, an alien crash landing on our planet, and she tries to... Uh, heal herself after a very violent crash and mm-hmm. find other aliens like her on the planet. So it's a, it's a, it's a future earth. Um, and it definitely lays like a small amount of, of groundwork to, of a potentially exciting, uh, universe. Of course, this comic is not just pu- published through, um, image. It's through Robert Kirkman's skybound, um, imprint. Oh, I didn't know that. And I mean, you know, they, they have a pretty good success rate when it comes to beloved image, uh, runs. Um, I really enjoyed this issue. Yeah. I'm, I'm super on board for the rest of the series. I like, I'm, I'm very into sort of slightly near future sci-fi at the moment. I think that's quite sort of fun. It's cool when they can make a little bit of commentary on what's going on. I think that's kind of the fun and the point of um, sci-fi. And I, I sort of, I like where this is going, you know, it seems as if humans are the, the bad guys in yeah. this story. So that's quite, that's quite good fun. I like the, the main characters, very cool. The main character feels like she's straight out of, um, uh, what's the comic that your favorite cartoonist and writer, Brandon, what's his name? Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham. What is it? What did he, what does he write? Um, he, he, it's like an old multiple warheads. No, no, it's, no, it's not one of his original series. Oh, it, Prophet. Prophet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Prophet. Absolutely. Um, except, you know, they've never actually been on something that they would say is our earth before. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's going to be very different from that point of view. But yeah, I, I, if you, if you need another space comic in, Who doesn't? Your, in your stack, uh, Go ahead and add this one because it's quite fun and, uh, and again, cool. it's one of those things that gives you a glimpse into a world and then issue one ends and you have no fucking idea where it's going to go next. So yeah, those are fun. More of those, please. Absolutely, good fun. Did you not read many other number ones? <laughs> no, I missed like I missed so many. I couldn't see them on the shelf. A lot of the time that happens because I'm too short and I can't see <laughs> things that are on the top shelf. And I'll be like, I missed like three issues of Aquaman just because I was like, there's none left on the shelf. And everyone was like, no, it's just at the Look top. Up. <laughs> anyway, so no, I didn't. I missed, um, I missed the next You couple. did read the Miller World Annual, right? I did, which... I, I can't <laughs> wait to hear you talk about this. So explain <laughs> to me what this is. So this, I wasn't quite sure what this was. This is like an anthology of short stories Um in the various Mark Millar universes. So, Chrononauts, Hit Girl, Kick-Ass, Kingsman, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I mean, so, as, as someone who's not really, doesn't really read a huge amount of Millar World stuff, I was a little bit lost. Yeah. Um, so, he did a call, a call out on the internet a while ago for young creators to send in their scripts and mm. their spec art mm-hmm. um, 
for this almost like a competition to get their work published in this anthology. And that's clearly like the cool thing about this. If you flip to the last page, it's got all of the um, creators in it, and it's I think it's extremely cool of Mark Millar to be totally um, giving that kind of opportunity to young creators and stuff. It doesn't mean that like. I liked any of them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, so the uh, I definitely like some of the art on display in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the art definitely fares a lot better than the writing. Um, but that said, I mean, it goes alongside the um, what's the Alan Moore compilation, uh, the anthology comic Cinema Purgatorio. Yep. Uh, in that, you know, my complaint of that was that you only get four to five pages of, of a story each mm. month. This is, you know, all the all the all the stories are, are four four pages long. Yeah. So you're very limited in in your ability to revisit these worlds with much depth. Um, so I think the, the, the two strongest from a storytelling point of view were the, the revisit to Starlight, mm-hmm. which is probably my favorite Mark Millar um, comic that has come out in, in, in the last five years, mm-hmm. um, which is it's quite hammy, but we learn that the main characters, like, you know, even though he's been on so many grand adventures, there's no better adventure than watching his, gram- his grandkids grow up. Very Beautiful. Sweet. Delicious. Um, and uh, even though it was a little bit, little bit uh, hammy, I actually quite liked the Hit Girl comic called Mindy's ABCs, yep. which kind of told a almost like nursery rhyme, fairy like nursery rhyme kind of ABC. A is for Alpha, B is for Bridge, blah blah, blah. Mm. and all rhymed. And it was uh, well, like it starts off kind of like you know, goal and a, G is for goal, H is for hazards, and then I is for incapacitate. <laughs> G is J is for joints to soften them up, and then suddenly it goes like from so from telling you you know little rhymes with each letter, it then suddenly goes knee, leg, medulla. Nose, orifice, pupil, quad, yeah, and, and basically, like mm. you know, as it goes through the alphabet, shows her like you know cutting those things. I thought it was cute. It's, it's yeah. a very different take on like trying to cram a story into four four pages. Totally, so. and I would be super into this. Made me feel like um, how good would like an ultra cartoony hit girl series be? Like someone like Scotty Young, just something like nuts and ultra violence, but like adorable. You could, you I could would argue totally, that uh, that, totally that hit girl that. is the main character, and I hate Fairyland. You really could. You very much could. <laughs> Um, I also quite liked this American Jesus one. I have absolutely no cool. idea I what actually that actually didn't relates read that to. Because that's the one of his comics that I haven't read. Oh, so. what is it? Is, does he have a comic called American he Jesus? Does, he did. Yeah, yeah. Completely I, I completely missed. missed it. Oh well, same. Um, but I really enjoyed the art, and I thought it was quite a cool, quite a cool little story. And I managed to understand what it was about, yeah. even though I had no idea that existed. Um, I would get this if you were a massive Mark Millar fan, yeah, for sure. Or if you are one of those people that likes to. Um, uh, like you know, have, have, keep your eye on new talent, and mm-hmm. and, and when if, if if any of these guys do become famous writers, you you can say you own the first thing they first ever did. Thing they did, yeah. And I feel like we can be pretty sure that we'll see some of these faces yeah. again. And kudos to I mean that there are pictures of all the writers at the back, and kudos to Mark Millar for actually going out of his way to pick a diverse mm-hmm. uh, roster of of writers. There's yeah. a, there's a few girls in there, um, not just a bunch of you know. 30-ish white dudes. Hey. <laughs> they are represented, though. Don't worry, guys. Don't, don't, don't send us hate mail. They're in there. <laughs> um, so I read a few number ones that Siobhan didn't. Uh, yeah. So skip forward four minutes if you hate me hearing my voice and no, no Siobhan. <laughs> I'm going to have a nap for four um, minutes. Uh, the first comic I'm very excited about, um, Mickey Mouse Shorts Season 1. Oh, I'm so um, depressed I missed this. So they've started making Mickey Mouse animated shorts again. Um, cool. You can view them online. Uh, it's a very, um, almost reminiscent of like Ren and Stimpy style mm-hmm. animation. And it's very slapstick. My son, who is two and a half, 
loves them but doesn't understand slapstick. So like, there's one one short where Mickey loses his ears. And mm. it was traumatizing for my son. <laughs> um, but that said, I, I, I brought the, my, my stack of comics home the other night and um, I was like, Archie, I got you a comic too. Because he, he, always, he always sees my big pile of comics. He's like, oh, that's daddy's comics. Daddy's <laughs> comics. Um, and uh, we, we read Mickey Mouse together. And um, he, th- th- what, what this is is just a, uh, the, all, like a few, it's about five or six different shorts that they've taken screenshots from and then added word balloons too so it's not the most incredible or innovative um you know kind of comic on the shelf at the moment but if you have uh, a child that loves mickey mouse and uh and and you want to get them into comics this is a great way to get them into it and uh that said that i mean the shorts themselves if you're if you've watched them it is fun just to read them again there there are some great gags in there yeah totally i'm gonna check it out yeah a lot lot of people are unaware of like um that, that mickey mouse as much as like you know bugs bunny um, mm. Was was you know in in those shorts you know five mm. five minute um, animated shorts back in the day mm. back in these air in, in the cinema what a fun time that's what if serious issues was a podcast in like the thirties or forties we would probably just review the shorts yeah totally <laughs> I'd, I'd still do that um, I also read um, through Dynamite um, the six million dollar man for man. Uh, I got this because uh, I was a massive fan of the James Bond series that um, oh, yeah. Warren Ellis um, did over at Dynamite, and the cover is quite reminiscent of the James Bond covers. Uh, sadly, uh, the story is is fun, but it's a it's a good deal goofier uh, mm. than the James Bond. I was hoping for something quite like knowingly kind of knowingly aware gritty. of what it was <laughs> and gritty. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that James Bond's gritty. It's just like. It's just pretty chaotic yeah. and, yeah, I don't know, yeah. I, this is still, it's, it's super duper fun. Um, Six Million Dollar Man is a dude who gets fucked up when the government pay for him to kind of replace all of his missing arms and, and legs with uh, cool high-tech robotics that cost Six Million Dollars, so hence he is a Six Million Dollar Man. Um, and, uh, yeah, there, there are some really funny little quips in this um, and some great use of, like, uh, you know, the, the, the part wherever he does anything that utilizes his power in the, in the TV show that uses that. I can't do it. It's an impossible sound effect to do, but they, they kind of write it out as any, 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 any in this. If you're a fan of the franchise at all, or, or you know, just want to read a fun robotic Cyclops spy comic, uh, mm. especially if you're an Archer fan. Um, I know a lot of people really enjoyed the James Bond run over at Dynamite because they are a big fan of the TV show Archer. Um, there are characters in Archer that are direct ripoffs of characters from the Six Million Dollar Man, so uh, you might enjoy this one too. Fun. Shouts to Barry from Archer, one of my favorite characters. Uh, Dark Horse put out number one of Conan the Slayer. Did you read Brian Wood and Blackie, Becky Cloonan's run on Conan over at Dark Horse about three years ago? Oh, I read like. I read a couple of issues. That was so good. Yeah. Um, that was... I've I've read a few Conan comics. That's probably the only run that I've read from start to finish. Mm. And I loved that. It was a really different take. Becky um, Clunan's the best. The art, obviously, it goes without saying. It's incredible. Um, this was pretty back-to-basic. Conan kills heaps of people and kind of feels bad about it, then gets taken hostage by people that are after him. And there's just gore and yeah, wow. beheadings and... Like literally one woman in the entire comic. <laughs> um, is she sexy? Uh, she's she may be the most badass person in this, so oh, I, cool. I guess that kind of redeems it. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it I was, mean, if you love Conan comics, you're always going to love Conan. exactly. It, it's written by Cullen Bunn. Cullen Bunn is, I think, a creator who is just great at writing completely adequate comics. Mm. He just gets the source material and just writes what you would expect from that comic, and that's not. 
a slight on him. No, you no, know no. What I mean, like you know, if he, he wrote the Micronauts comic, which I, I'm not familiar with the Micronauts, so that I was bored out of my brain mm. <laughs> reading <laughs> those issues. But I, I, um, the general consensus from people that let, do like the Micronauts is that big fans of that comic and what he's done. Um, things that he's that, that I've enjoyed, I really like his um, creator-owned work, um, The Sixth Gun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Press, yeah, so that, that was great. That's, that's a great comic, and it's still putting out you know month to month mm. today. He writes so many comics each month. I also really enjoyed his Magneto run a few years ago. Oh, too. that was really good. Yeah, unfortunately, he had to tie into uh, that stupid access event. Oh god, that was so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Conan the Slayer. If you have missed um, more guts spinning and, and blood spraying at you as you read a comic, uh, definitely pick this one up. Uh, finally, big surprise this week: um, Kong of Skull Island. Number one of six out through Boom Studios, written by James Asmus, um, and art, and this is the reason why I bring this one up, mm. art by uh, Carlos Magno, who is someone that I've never, or Magno, um, I've never, uh, never, never seen him before. Colors by Brad Simpson, which is an I'm a bit more familiar with. But the art in this, if you just want to see two pages of just two big old gorillas just punching each other in the face. I mean... The level of interest, I would, I would compare it to like a less out there... James Stokoe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, incredible pencil work. Great inking. Just, man, this is like... I would... I, you know what I would love more than more than this Kong of Skull Island? I would love... Do you remember that series that was um, Age of Dinosaurs or something? It was this completely silent series. Oh, wow. Um, just about dinosaurs. I want this guy to do one about monkeys. Yeah, for sure. Um the, the the thing that lets you down in this is that this book is obvious is, unfo- uh, is unfortunately I don't know what just happened then <laughs> I got a case of monkey hiccups um, the, uh, the 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 story focuses on um, on the people more than the monkeys boo at least in this issue while they set up the the, the world that we're in of uh, and and the discovery of Skull Island which is a place that invites death but I mean just from an just art point of view, who monkeys. gives a fuck about the story? The art is so good in this. Just, it is just crazy. Uh, you know, incredible, like huge intricate line work. Pterodactyls just attacking ships while while monkeys drown and vo- volcanoes exploding in the background. Really, really great stuff. Yeah, so, amazing. Uh, I will absolutely just from a, from an art point of view be picking up the rest of Kong of Skull Island. Yeah, and, and I will uh, try to find it on the shelf. It reminds <laughs> me a lot to bring it back to James Stoko, yeah. um that I've brought it up before. The Godzilla Half Century War, yeah, which I think is one of my favorite, favoritely drawn titles drawn mm. <laughs> uh, uh, titles from the last few years. This reminds me a little bit of the beginning of that, not from a story point of view, but from an art. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Amazing. So that's first things first. Done. Lots of uh, new number ones. Uh, I reckon I'm going to stick with half of them. Yeah. That's pretty good. You didn't even read half yeah, of them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, let's, get, let's, let's, let's chew through all these DC titles, um, starting with Detective Comics. Uh, we initially were like, yeah, this is okay when this started. Yeah. The Everything fell into place in this issue. This is uh, by James Tinney and the fourth and the new artist on this one. Uh, who I'm, I've never heard of before, but goddamn, I'm going to be seeking out everything else they've done. Yeah. Alvaro Martinez. This was such a good comic. It's such a good issue. I love that if there's one thing that... Um, oh, what's his name? The guy who... James Williams the third. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is his name? Um, we know everyone anyway, knows that guy. About, that guy. But I love that he is brought into like the Batwoman sort of universe that you have to do something interesting in terms of like the panel layout yeah. and that kind of stuff because there's some really... Like even that first page where you see her life... In the in the beer in glass, glass that she's yes. drinking, like so good. so good, so clever, brings in Renee Montoya. Hell yes, yes, totally. Um, and if listeners of the show will know that we're big Renee fans over here. Mm-hmm. But like that interesting panel work just continues throughout the entire in, entire um, issue, mm-hmm. but without being like overly difficult to. Find. It just it, it, it was Reads beautifully very well. told and. 
I was I was not expecting this book to be as good as it was um, because totally. I, you know the the, the the first two issues were fine, but this was just incredible. Mm. Yeah. And um, it's such a, um, yeah, I mean, if you know anything about Batwoman and you know about her relationship with her father and the fact that he's sort of playing around with that feels very, like, shocking and confronting and all those things, but in a very earned way, so it doesn't just feel like he's doing it just for shock value. Absolutely. it's easy. No, totally. And that, yeah, the, 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 the twist is, like, that classic twist that, like, you're like, oh, of course that was going to happen, but you're yeah. still like, like, oh, shit, when it happened. And there's um, so much, like, I mean, the team is such a bizarre group and i love that you know you're still you still get to see little bits of their lives and what they're doing separately away from the Definitely. group like i love that clayface is still going for auditions yes, like absolutely yeah so this is the this is the team up batman um pulls together batwoman clayface spoiler um orphan orphan um aka um, cassandra kane and um and and tim drake um, red robin mm-hmm. um and then quickly batman gets taken out of the picture and Looks like it's up to these guys to save Batman, um, but this is definitely um, Batwoman's comic overall. Mm-hmm. But it does a really great job of balancing the characters. Um, I feel like the only character so far that hasn't really been given enough of uh, of, of of screen time is uh, is uh, spoiler. But you'd hate her anyway. So oh yeah, I was going to say I feel like Cassandra Cain needs more time, and that's clearly my bias <laughs> in that I love her. What I was going to say though that I really love this artist. Um, he does an amazing. Uh, physicality for Cassandra Kane, I think, and the like. There's a panel where she's sort of leaping through the air, and it's kind of amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, and I think that's very important for her character. So yeah, well, I'm not, down. Not only is she le- she le- leaping in the air, you actually see it. Um, it's you know she's jumping uh, horizontally, like but, the, but the, <laughs> the page is upside down. So yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, I really like this book. I'm very glad that I that we stuck with it. Um, and uh, you should definitely check it out too. Detective Comics number 936. I feel like you don't even really need to know what happened before this. No, yeah, you could really just grab this. And One thing which I need to say about all of the DC comics this week, though, is I hate this. Yes. Just stop putting, stop putting five-page ads in the middle of your book. It's so irritating. <laughs> and I hate this one. No, I, hate, I, oh, I, I like I hate, this one. It's what? so do- dumb. No, it's, you it's suck. You're the good, problem. Dumb. No, it's so, bad. So uh, in, in, in the four pages in the middle of this book, uh, Batman and Superman are confronted by Doomsday, and then Superman says, oh, no, not again. And then Batman says, I'll handle this. Uh, I have a Snickers. Uh, boo. And then Batman says to Doomsday, you get really cranky when you're hungry. And then they all Woman. eat a Snickers. <laughs> and Wonder Woman shows up and says, ah, oh, much better while holding a Snickers. <laughs> no, she was Doomsday. That's the joke. Oh, God. Are yeah. you serious? Doom, like Wonder Woman, when she's hungry, turns into Doomsday, apparently. Oh, I hate and then, that. That's yeah, fucked. see? And then Batman's like, you should see what Robin's like when he's hungry, which A, makes it sound like they're in a relationship, which I know they are, but like... <laughs> which Robin? His son. Yeah, His no. son's Robin no. at the moment. Well, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> it's all very bad. Anyway, uh, this episode is brought to you by Snickers. Uh, <laughs> nuts and more. Yum, yum, yum. Mm, excellent. Good when you're hungry. Um... <laughs> Issue number two of The Flash Excellent. Uh, by Josh Williamson. And uh, you do his last name here. I'm, I'm not good at it. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a great last name to if, if, you, if you're pronouncing it right, but uh, it's, it's a hard one. Dijan Domenico. Carmine Dijan Domenico. Amazing. That's actually fine. Perfect. Um, this uh, was uh, a whole bunch of fun. Good, yeah. to read, good to read a flash again. Um, Absolutely. There, this Long story short, there, uh, there are more lightning storms and uh, uh, Barry's partner gets flash powers and so Barry takes it on himself to teach him how to use his flash powers for good mm-hmm. and then that guy works out that Barry is the flash but then obviously because 
it's like his best friend. <laughs> and there's a shadowy organization who are aware of these storms. In fact, they cause a massive storm to happen at the end of this issue, and it looks like everyone in Central City is going to get flash powers. It's very reminiscent of Spider Island. But um, told them in a kind of more fun, I think, drawn-out, smaller scale. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. I like that it looks like Iris is going to get some cool flash powers. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm down. Because that was like the most, the funnest part of Spider Island, like when Mary Jane was totally. incredible at using her spider powers because yeah. she's been with Peter for her whole life. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I could have done this better than you the whole time. <laughs> um, and finally, the big DC book that we were extremely excited about this Woo! week. Uh, Wonder Woman number two. Uh, this is the the first issue of uh, Wonder Woman year one, mm-hmm. um, written by Greg Rucker with art by our beloved Nicola Scott. Ah. The first thing you need to do regarding, regarding this issue is ignore all of the bullshit right now about Frank Cho and the yeah. variant covers. Because <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. I mean... Especially, I feel like you are immediately wrong when you blame something on someone's political agenda. Mm. When someone says that, that immediately goes, oh, cool, you are a sexist or racist, mm. so I don't value your opinion. Yeah. Uh, but whatever, like, Frank Cho can draw the hell out of certain things and blah, 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 but you do not need to see Wonder Woman's fucking underpants on the I front think, of one of her books. Yeah, we were all talking about this in the office earlier. Um and I think that the problem really comes... Because I, I, I can see Greg Rucker's perspective. I can see Frank Cho's perspective equally well. I think that they're both right and both wrong. I think that the problem really was DC saying they were going to do one thing and then doing another. And so they said, Frank Cho, you would have creative control over things. And then they told Greg Rucker, actually, you will have final creative control. And so it's just a fucking... Yes. It's just a stupid mess. And it's whatever. very... It's annoying. We said we were going we to ignore him. And we, we, we told we you to ignore it. him. And then we did not. So whatever. <laughs> we didn't even listen to our own... Our advice, God damn it. Um, cool. So uh, this story, though, um, ignoring all the bullshit, uh, yep. this was this was, I think, better than the, the issue one. Agreed. Of Wonder Woman, uh, obviously, because not just because of the art, art was so art was just goes without saying art was you know the, the best the best iteration of Wonder Woman you've ever seen. It and, really and is. You don't even see her in her in her you know traditional uh, costume yet. Yeah. Uh, but you you get you get told a you know tragic kind of origin story of of Steve Trevor mm-hmm. and and uh, you see. You see how Diana and Steve's lives mirror each other as they grow up, which was very, um, I like that. Yeah, I think that's definitely. cool. I like that. I, I hope it's so rare for like a romance to be at the core of a story and a core of a character anymore. I'd, I'd like no, it agree, a little yeah. bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, this is just great. Plus, fucking Nicola can draw the heck out of a sexy Steve Trevor. <laughs> I think my favorite bit was, I think Lynn in the back office pointed out why, like they have special little booty shorts, like special little oh, commando yeah, t- booty shorts. Oh yeah, tiny little commando booty shorts. I'm into it. So great. Amazing. Uh, what if it was revealed that Nicholas Scott drew the um, the Snickers? <laughs> I think that should be like the rule. Like, if you're going to do these things, the artist that worked on this this issue has to draw their version of the story in which yeah. Lindsay eats a Snickers bar. I want to see like everyone's different iterations of it. Yeah, that would be the best. Um, yeah, but look, this is just absolutely a comic you should be reading. Um, yeah, for if, sure. Uh, pick it up. Wonder Woman deserves to have as much sales as uh, as Superman and Batman do. Yeah, absolutely. Especially and, when it's this creative team. And it's such a it's such a fucking it's such a cool time to be a Wonder Woman fan because we're getting so many interesting, different takes on her origin story, and I'm super excited to see Greg Rucker like where this goes and um, what he does with it. Yeah, definitely. Because there are there is the familiarity there from what we know so far, but mm. there's you know a lot more going on than that. Absolutely. Real good fun. Uh, cool. Oh shit, we have. I, I, I've misplaced Action Comics number. Uh, what number is it? Nine hundred. Uh, Nine hundred and fifty-nine. Uh, so this is uh, G- 
just an ongoing comic that just lives up to its name. It is just action, 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 and who really cares about the rest of the story? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is written by Dan Jurgens with art by someone called Kirkham. Um, um, and this is more to do with the kind of, you know, it involves the Lex Luthor um, sort of Superman character and Lois and this extra Clark that's yeah. running around. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss wow nice yeah what you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on bomba socks underwear and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds yeah that plush and the best part for every item you purchase bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Which is, um, I'm annoyed by how, like, into the mystery of that I am. I'm like, why, why, yeah. why, well, is, there, why is there a separate clock? Why is that, a, what's it's, that it's about? infinitely more interesting than Civil War. Yeah, it really like, is. Like, the mysteries in there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think, um... You know what's different about this comic compared to the rest of the DC comics so far is that we were three issues into this and mm. we've only advanced, I think, like half an hour. Yeah, if yeah. That, you it's know, a it's been ten minutes, it, but it's just you know you you see every punch of the fight and it still maintains your interest through right right through to the end of the issue. My only problem is I just still do not care about Doomsday. I think he's just the most boring Superman villain, and I just wish they'd chosen anyone else, sure. anyone that doesn't like. Superman shouldn't always just be like a brawn over brains battle. He should. Definitely. There should be more. Bring to Brainiac it. back. Yeah, bring Brainiac he's back. He's the best. He's he the best. Besides, he's, he's probably my second favorite after Lex. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Cool. I mean, look, if this is still like just a really good Superman comic, obviously the the uh, actual Superman series um, that we reviewed mm-hmm. number two of last week. That's my preferred Superman book Agreed. right now. Um, but, but this is this, not a bad one, dude. It's so so much fun, yeah, and a great. And, you know, this, this is definitely is one of those comics that that is is improved because it comes out every two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it just, you just get a little bit 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 more of the uh, the action. Yeah, action comics. Um, one that I read that I know you didn't um, is Legend of Wonder Woman issue eight. Um, this is I think the penultimate issue because I'm pretty sure it's finishing at nine. So this is um, Diana fully in costume, fully ready to defeat the. Duke of Deception and all of the villains. Um, this just continues to be such a fun comic. I'm so excited for this to come out in hardcover in December. So I can read it. Yep, because it's it's. And you've only read like amazing. from issue four or something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. from issue four, but has like is easily oh, damn it, one okay. of my favorite I comics. Should, out should have the done moment. the same. Uh, you can yeah. get it all digitally, but oh yeah, I should do that too. Because it was actually digital first, and you can tell that in some of the panel structure, right? Um, but still reads very well as a single. Awesome. 
Um, should we complain about Civil War 2 now or after uh, we talk about all the indies? Let's just get it over and done with. Okay, cool. So Civil War 2, number three, uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by uh, David Marquez. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was fucking... <laughs> um, I don't look, Here's the thing Here's the thing Yeah No matter all the dumb Stupid Pointless things That happen in this book Yeah I still finish it And go Well I'm, You know I'm still going to read The next issue it, it, mm. it, it grabs you enough True That when it does Stupid things You actually feel more offended Because <laughs> you are invested in it But this is just A bizarre issue Which is just You know Classic Bender's doing All, all talking No action All talk No action And all the superheroes acting completely out of character. And just, and like, bonkers. The thing the thing that annoys me the most about this, and I'm sure it will have annoyed other people too, is that everyone goes, oh my god, the Hulk's going to attack. We better go talk to Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner isn't the Hulk right now. There is another Hulk. There is another Hulk ex- in existence. Why would Iron Man not know about that? Why would Captain Marvel not know about that? It, that it is completely ridiculous. And that's the Hulk that it looks like it's it is. It's fucking the- clearly Amadeus Cho. Yeah. Like, it's so irritating. And like, they're obviously foreshadowing that in the Hulk comic, where like, Oh, Amadeus Cho has been having some blackouts while he's Hulk. Oh, but sure. I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, yeah. he's not going to be fine. Obviously, it's Amadeus Cho. And it's just, it's so irritating that every single, like, all of the smartest people in the Marvel Universe are some, for some reason, just overlooking that. You know, at least acknowledge it and go, oh, but we don't think it's him. Yeah. Anyways. But, hey, guys, <laughs> don't worry, because at least De- um, Bruce Banner died. Yeah, yeah. Oh, at so, least. So far, the death count in this, uh, in, in Civil War Two is... Uh, Rhodey. War Machine is gone. She-Hulk is potentially dead. In a coma. She better not be dead. She better not be dead, you guys. Um, and now pissed. Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner is... was killed by Hawkeye. And, like, for... and I love that like, whenever... Uh, that there are so many moments in this book where the, char- where the characters cry with like full-on anime tears yeah. just stre- <laughs> streaming down their face. That's the best bit. Um, yeah, sure. You like all of your male superheroes shirtless and crying. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, that's a comic I would read. Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of interested in the backstory in which it's revealed that that Bruce Banner told Hawkeye to to like you know that that, mm. that, that if if it ever comes to it, he's the one that has to kill him. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I like his reasoning of like you're the one who wouldn't feel too bad about it or something. Like you're yeah. the one who could get over it, which I think is inherently insulting to Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just so I mean, wh- where are we at now? What happens next? Uh, who cares? Yeah, I mean, we still haven't really. I guess we're finally starting to see people t- starting to take sides, kind of. Mm. Um, we, we certainly haven't been seeing people cha- choosing sides in the comic, choosing sides, <laughs> uh, which we'll review later. But uh, I, I guess the the, the 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 when we find out in issue four of this that that uh, Tony Stark has worked out how um, Ulysses sees his visions. Right. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I am interested in that. Annoyingly. I'm interested to know what what Ulysses. Yeah, but you're are. In, interested like to read it about it on Wikipedia, not really to like yeah, yeah, like oh, I can't wait for the next issue so I can find out. Yeah, also, totally. this is clearly a much bigger trial than like your regular like you know isn't isn't Matt Murdock like a local like a yeah. like a, a smaller crimes lawyer? Why is yeah. he? I don't know. Like people don't know he's Daredevil anymore. He shouldn't be the go-to superhero lawyer. Well, I mean, you can't use. Uh, she because she's, she's might be dead. Comed. Thanks, Brian Bendis, for doing it again. Uh, anyway, this this story rem- rem- remains a very enjoyable and annoying. 
Yeah. I think, it's the, I think I want it to piss me off as much as possible. As possible. Yeah, whereas really... Is, is that a great way to go into reading a comic? <laughs> I hope I hate this. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I did healthy, like... That's healthy, right? I did have a genuine what in what moment when I was reading that at my desk on Thursday, um, which is kind of like, I mean, you kind of want comics to do that. You want to have a, a big emotional response, I suppose. And yeah, sure. The death of Banner definitely... Definitely did that. Yep, cool. Should we fly through the rest of Marvel titles? Yep. Uh, I want to start with um, an incredible comic that I love so much, and it's just... I, I just want to just speak an entire hour about how much I love it, and that mm-hmm. is The Vision, issue nine by Tom King with uh, Gabrielle Walter on art. Um, this was just... I mean, we say it every time this comes out. This is the best comic that Marvel's putting out. It just out, really is. Someone called it the Breaking Bad of Marvel. I saw, Holy shit. but like, wow, it's a really, really very accurate. Yeah, yeah, abs- in, in tone, absolutely. Mm. Um, it's 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 endlessly entertaining with a huge slab of tragedy on yeah. the side. Uh, so heartbreaking. This was a very this was a very heartbreaking issue as well. And it's not just heartbreaking for Vision and his family. I mean, you you get what's his name again. Um, Victor. Victor. Uh, you know, his addiction to vibranium. Yeah. Which is such a clever thing, which I don't think I've ever read no. in, in Marvel. Like, of course, these, you know, things with different properties and, mm. and different different attributes. Like, you know, that, that addiction, even though it's like, you know, it is kind of played out like a, you know, a, a drug, don't do drugs kind of yeah, cautionary yeah. tale. It's it's still really powerful. And I just, yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Like, I have no problem just spoiling Civil War 2 for everyone <laughs> each week without a warning. Sorry if I spoiled it for you. Not really. Sorry, uh, but I don't want to spoil this if you haven't read it. I just want to tell you that you need to fucking yeah, read it. Yeah, you just need to read it. I mean, it's such a it's such a rare treat in a superhero comic, I think. And, like, it, it, feels, it feels like a part of the Marvel Universe. And I like that, you know, we're going to see um, the... Viv, is that her name? The Vision daughter. She's yeah. going to be in this champions team with Nova and um, all the all the all the younger heroes. All in the, the younger universe. heroes, and that's kind of cool. Like I'm, I'm psyched to see this play out in the rest of the Marvel universe. But it is also such a just a perfect little standalone. Yeah, definitely. Moment. Yeah, I'm, 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 I just think that this is just a perfect comic. It really is, and, and as gut wrenching as every issue is. Like I mm. can't wait for the next one, and I, you know, there, there's such a level of mystery, even though they tell you. What's going to happen? Yeah, like, the, even though we know it's going to happen, that last page was still like, oh. And, and you finally see what, what was predicted to have happened mm-hmm. in the first issue. This, it finally happens in this one with the, yep. his, his poor, poor neighbours. Um, did you see that? Which one? Because um, uh, the, the blast shoot from, oh. from his son shoots across the road and you, and you don't see it happen. But oh, yeah, I yeah, you missed just, that. You just, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so so good. So great. So good. Holy moly. And the coolest thing about, even though this is ending and that's a bummer, like, the, uh, so at the moment I'm, I'm, I'm reading Batman, The Vision, mm. and Sheriff of Babylon, mm-hmm. all by Tom King. Mm-hmm. I will love them all. They're all 10 out of 10 to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, The Vision, and Sheriff of Babylon, I think both end in like three or four issues. Mm. So we are soon going to have an announcement of what Tom King is going to do next at DC. And that is very, very exciting. Very news. exciting. Also, we get a Batman comic next week. Yay! Crazy. I'm um, excited. I'll talk about quickly uh, The Mighty Thor number eight. This came out ages ago if you uh, do not get your comics to, um, from Australia. But mm-hmm. uh, annoyingly, Diamond fucked up the order and a lot of Australian uh, suppliers of comics did not get this until last week. Classic Diamond. Uh, Jason Aaron and uh, Russell Dorderman uh, on art. This is... Uh, I, 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 I awarded this my favorite Marvel comic of last year. And it's still like definitely up there. Unfortunately, Absolutely. Vision kicks it in the dick. <laughs> but uh, this was such a great, not just a celebration of everything that Jason Aaron has done 
in Thor so far, but mm-hmm. all, actually a celebration of everything that he's done in Marvel since he started working there almost. Mm. Because you see like a, a whole bunch of different bad guys that he's worked on in all of his other comics leading up to this point. So you see like, um, you know, like one of the main bad guys from Original Sin shows up at the end and you see this, the new Silver Samurai who was mm-hmm. uh, who he anointed in um, his Wolverine run. Uh, so, so too you see like members of like the, the little girl who, who represents the... Um, the, is it the Hellfire Club? Um, yep. That that he introduced in um, Kilgore. Kil, uh, yeah. Uh, he, oh, that's he, from yeah, Wolverine. That's from Wolverine the X Men run. Yeah. Like it's just so many different different characters that he's worked on just coming to here, and yeah, it's just really really awesome. And he's doing such an amazing job with Jane Foster as a character. Like all of the sort of. Um, ongoing complications with her being sick and the fact that she chooses to live all of her time on Asgard now. Um, yeah, just just such a such a great comic, such great superhero yep. comics. Such great superhero. Mm, such good. great superhero. Um, all right, so we had a lot of uh, Civil War II tie-ins yep. this week. Um, Choosing Sides, number two. Um, is the is the little little comic that uh, the anthology comic with three different stories for two different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, first up was uh, a um, uh, a comic ca- called War Machine, but it was about all of the black superheroes in the Marvel universe re- reacting to his death, mm-hmm. which we kind of got already in the Sam Wilson comic. This is the guy who wrote um, the uh, miniseries uh, Princeless. If you've ever uh, read that, right, 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 I know um, the one, which is all about uh, like a basically a, a, you know a reaction to there being no. Um, princesses of color mm. in Disney until recently, and he kind of you know filled filled the void as he saw necessary. And they're really really fun comics, great for kids. Mm. Uh, great art by Marguerite Savage. Man, she needs she needs a series. Is she on the interiors at anything at the moment? I don't know because like she just pops up everywhere. Yeah, she's amazing. I'm kind of into that it. too. Like, well, man, she's going to pop up next. She can draw the heck out of a storm as well. Um, then we get a uh, a really unnecessary comic about Goliath who died in Civil War, the original one by Mark Millar. Um, and uh, I just I don't I don't really know where this, what this is leading to. Is there going to be a new Goliath? Or I don't I don't even, I, I found that that one really hard to follow. Yeah, I didn't even. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, we get the uh, little um, the next part in uh, Declan Shalvey's Nick Fury story, mm-hmm. in which he pretends to be Moon Knight, all the different incarnations of, of Moon Knight to infiltrate an enemy's base. Uh, and uh, this is great. Yeah, super great. fun. It's, it's, super it, fun. And given the big jump in time, the fact that this just appears at the end of an anthology series makes sense now. Mm. Whereas the first issue, I was like, why can't this just be a regular comic? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Not very cool. Choosing sides too. Pretty fun. Mm. Um, and normally those anthology comics are pretty hit or miss, but they're mostly hits so far. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, given the Declan Shalvey material is so good, it's like a good thing to have in there. I usually enjoy the weird anthology side comics more than the actual event. Like, I always love, like, the little stupid comedy ones where they make fun of the events. Yeah, totally. Like that was a great Howard the Duck one in the original Civil War. That I remember mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Gods of War number two uh, by Dan Abnett. Um, it kind of continues Hercules' story and introduces mm-hmm. a new uh, band of heroes for him to team up to beat the villains that only he can see. Uh, so no one else in the Marvel universe can see him trying to battle these uh, these villains, um, and they just see him kind of like raging just out on himself. Out. <laughs> so uh, pretty soon they're going to try and take Hercules out because they think he's a risk to the world when they they can't see what he's battling. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that much of an eventful book, but uh, it's still fun. Yeah, I'm still enjoying it. I mm-hmm. like his sort of, I like the sassy, sassy Theseus yes. and Beowulf. That's pretty funny. Um, I like that he's sort of getting the band back together. I'm excited to see And there's some Asgardians in the mix too. Yeah. Pretty fun. Really fun. Uh, New Avengers Civil War 2. I have no idea what's going on in this oh, comic. Oh man, I know, right? I'm super confused. Yeah, there is a, um, 
there is a book coming out called, is it USA Avengers? Is that the name yeah, of it? Yeah, something it, like so that. So Marvel introduced a whole ton of comics uh, that are coming out post-Civil War Two, and we'll talk about them, I think, in the future, I guess, mm. as, as, they, as, as they get solicited properly. Um, which ones we're excited for? We're excited for a few of them. Yeah. Like we already mentioned Champions. That's Mark probably Wade. the one I'm most excited about. Yeah, there's a, and there's a few uh, great announcers like Mark, Mark Rosenberg who does uh, Four Kids Walk Into a Bank and did that awesome mm-hmm. Kingpin story. Mm-hmm. He's doing a Kingpin book and a Rocket Raccoon book. Oh, nice. That's great news. Great news. Um, but uh, Al Ewing, who writes uh, the new Avengers, is taking over for that USA Avengers one, which looks really crazy. Mm. Um, and uh, I'm going to keep reading new Avengers so that he can set that up properly because it looks like a continuation of all this stuff. But... Mm. There, there are characters in this that um, I've been reading this comic for uh, like you know like six or seven issues from now and obviously I've been reading the whole run but I'm like who is this yeah. who are you what are you I don't know but- all these characters are like they're obscure enough and I'm not enough of like a I haven't read enough old Marvel stuff to necessarily understand who any of these people are and it gets a little bit confusing I wish that there was slightly more of a recap there, there are a lot of, 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 uh, of, of subplots going on here yeah there really are yeah. like you don't need to make someone a triple agent. <laughs> That's mad confusing. Uh, but in, the, in any case, I'm going to keep 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 at it. Um, you put Old Man Logan in my pile this week. Uh, yeah, I did, and then I didn't read it. Oh, well, thanks for doing that. It was actually kind of good. Oh, was it good? Yeah, because um, this was a direct response to the original Old Man Logan uh, ah. story that Mark Millar wrote, um, in which uh, Old Man Logan, who's now in the regular Marvel Universe, uh, is having a sleepless night because he thinks the uh, events that he... He that you know that that, mm. that, that kicked off um, the horrible world that we see in Old Man Logan. He thinks that the uh, the events are about to run furl that night. So young Jean Grey takes him through um, New York to show him that everything's fine, and he, he kind of tells her what happened in like you know because Old Man Logan is set like quite quite far into the future mm. after all these horrible events, including him killing all the X Men, happens, mm. and so he takes them through New York, and you kind of have flashbacks to all the original events of what, what led to the old man Logan kind of uh, world um, come, 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 like, come into play. And so you see, uh, you know, like Daredevil and Punisher make their last stand and Punisher gets killed by Craven the Hunter and you see Hank Pym uh, fall down. And it's, it's, it was actually cool. a really, really enjoyable issue. Um, and I really like um, Sorrentino. I can't think of what his first name is, but he's Andre. the guy. They, were, um, they worked together on Jeff Lemire's Green Arrow run, mm-hmm. and I think he's just got a really cool style, and it really seems to suit the Old Man Logan. Yeah, so I haven't been universe. reading any of the Old Man Logan series, and I was happy to have this like one shot, which I was yeah. just, just you know, having only read the original Old Man Logan stories. Um, it was uh, it was just fun. Like, yeah, I nice. Totally revisit it. Oh, good. Uh, Silk number ten. Uh, yep. I don't remember what happened in this, but it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Still just um, Silk double crossing Black Cat, except Black Cat knows now, and now she's going to fight her. Um, who is the guy that showed up at the end of this? Um, mm. Hector? Oh, I forget. Great. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, oh, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist? Yes, that's what I was looking for. That's the last last Marvel comic. I've got some Archie and Dark Horse and Boom oh, yeah. stuff coming up. Uh, Power Man and Iron Fist number six, uh, one of our favorite comics going on right now. Uh, Tying into Civil War 2. David Walker writing this one and art by the fill-in Flaviano, my favorite name, and gradually becoming one of my favorite fill-in artists. We saw him on the Grayson comic um, mm. last week as well. Uh, this was uh, probably the first comic that tied into Civil War Two that actually active, like you know, successfully portrayed the emotion um, that that is caused by losing um, mm-hmm. War Machine and, and 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 knowing that She-Hulk is in hospital, mm-hmm. um, critically injured. Uh, this is just a great. It, you know, it, it kind of 
showed uh, Luke Cage actively deciding that he was going to sit this one out because mm. he was such a big part of Civil War, the original event. Um, but I feel like you could enjoy this just having, you know, not not read those comics and just, you know, it's, it's, it's just a great, great book. Yeah, it really is. And I think that you can see that they're going to get dragged into the Civil War 2 action, whether they like it or not. Um, I always think it's funny because part of this is that they're sort of uh, fighting against a, a group of vigilantes, but why? Like, why should they have authority over other vigilantes? It's um, it's always a confusing. Well, because they're they're, they're like they have they're powers. being quite rough, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but um, I like this. I, I think that this is a good interpretation of the Civil War two thing. I think that it sort of um treats the issue quite well. And yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And the art's fantastic. That is fantastic. I'm yeah, Padman Iron Fist, definitely one of the one of the most fun books that Marvel putting out right now. That's just just like you know an immediate one that I pick up and read when mm. it comes out. Yeah. Oh boy, Goldie Vance number four. See you later, Woo! Marvel. Hello, Boombox. Uh, we've we've championed this series since it came out, and it was mm-hmm. originally going to be a four part series, and then that was it. But I hope that the uh, the, the, the the reason that 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 it's been continued, it's now just going to be an ongoing series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope it's because it's, it's been because really, of us. really popular. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe because of us. Uh, Goldie Vance is a young de- uh, female detective, and uh, this has been written by Hope Larson, who's about to take over on Batgirl next week, mm-hmm. Woo! and drawn by Brittany Williams, who we also very much enjoy on uh, Hellcat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the, I guess, you know, this this could have been the final Goldie Vance story, but we are getting more after the, uh, you know, next month. Um, but this wraps up the first story arc. Yeah, and um, it's... Uh, it's definitely a little bit of a romance comic as well. Yeah. Whether it's just a like a, a romance of, of just, you know, friendship or, or, or actual, you know. Like, nah, I think it's actual romance. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Either way, I really, really liked it. Um, this was just a, this, it's just a really fun and sweet comic. It's, it's just such a joy to read. I really can't, I can't recommend it highly enough. And I don't even want to go into sort of what happens in this story. It's all just kind of detective work and wrapping that, that, things up. And, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, not important. Yeah, it's not. It's just the most beautiful, fun, lovely book. Yeah, give yeah. this to every teenager you know. Yeah, really, absolutely. Every teenager. Every teenager. A, a Goldie Vance for every teen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that, I, is, is there anything more we need to say? This is this has been one of my favourite comics of the year so far, and I pro- we probably will award it, like, best all-ages comic at the end of the year. You hope so. I mean, it didn't, I, it didn't get it nominated f- for any Harveys, which I find crazy. I guess because it was only, like, one or two issues in by the time they announced that, but... Mm. Yeah, th- this and um and, and everything Tom King's done are like already those cemented like oh that's you know my favorite writer and my favorite series kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Already knowing that for the rest of the year. Yeah. People are going to try pretty hard to beat these. Yeah, Golly Vance really good. Another um all ages comic that I read this week came out through Oni Press called Space Battle Lunchtime, which we uh, know at Serious Issues as the comic that Siobhan forced me to get an issue one of and then stopped reading, but I thoroughly Classic enjoy me. it. So I'm reading it. It's about a um Iron Chef style um, Bake Off happening in space with heaps of aliens and one lady from Earth. And uh, it's just beautiful cartooning and the story is super fun. Um, the first- it looks like it's really like ideal for kids. <sighs> yeah, absolutely. And, and that you're starting to see proper friendships um, form within this kooky world now. And uh, it's a joy to read. It's so fun. It's super duper fun. Really good. Um, and uh, Natalie Reese, who writes and draws this, is definitely someone to watch after she completes this because she's... Really, really good at mm. um, doing the all-ages comic thing. What should we talk about next? Oh, we'll see. I missed this one. What's this one? Archangel. Archangel. William Gibson. Um, don't worry about it. I'm probably not going to read it anymore. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just a like kind of half-interesting time travel army comic. Right, yeah. I don't really care, man. Fair enough. See you later. 
See you later. Um, like same same goes with Weavers issue three by Boom Studios. I this wish is- they'd put a recap page in because I'd completely forgotten everything that happens in this yeah. series and I'm mad confused by what's going on. Yeah, as, as we're both we're two people that love reading uh, comics as single issues mm. and um, it's, you know, sometimes a bit disappointing when you can tell something has been written for a, a trade, a trade yeah. pretty much. Um, I feel like this, the, the momentum of this would be great if you just read it all in one hit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, yeah, I guess I, I'm, I'm not lo- lost, I'm just not invested really either. Absolutely. And I don't really like that, that title character at all. Yeah, so, so far, so far, there's not much character development for him, and there's not much that makes him a sort of intriguing or interesting main character. Yeah. Um, except for the fact that he has a weird spider power thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I kind of don't care. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> so is Simon Spurrier, who is very capable of writing many, many good comics. Mm. Uh, Sherlock issue two. This is the um, Sherlock manga of the uh, first. Uh, first run of uh, the Sherlock series mm-hmm. um, with um, old mates Benedict Cumberbatch and um, Martin Freeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved this issue so much and I really so want to watch all of the Sherlock series and I will, but I, I kind of want to wait until this book is over so I can just have this story told to me in this way because this is just a beautiful method of storytelling. It really is. It really, like, they do an amazing job of capturing, like, the fun and the spirit of the show, but still making this, like, a compelling story on its own. Um, It's such good... It's such good cartooning. It's such good art. And it's so good to see the the, the art that the uh, manga artist Jay has done blown up to a regular comic size. Mm. (coughs) Because, you know, your average manga novel is smaller than your average novel, Mm. let alone a comic book. So, um, yeah. Uh, Yeah, this is just... Just a joy. Absolute joy. Absolute. So much fun. Yeah. No, no more needs to be said. Mm. Uh, revisionist number two. Another book I'm dropping this week. That's all that needs to be said. See you later, mate. Uh, <laughs> House of Penance. Oh, did you read Revisionist number two? Yeah, you I did, did but you I couldn't. Th- I don't know if I read issue one. <laughs> I don't think you did. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Um, that explains a lot. Yeah. Actually, you know, maybe I, maybe I did like this one kind of. I'm confusing it with um with uh, Archangel. Uh, this is like another a time travel um, one where... A guy's dad visits him while he's in prison from mm. the future and sends him back to the 70s in New York and tries to communicate him and makes him basically do a bunch of assassinations or something like that. And then he rewrites time. You know what? I'm going to stick with this. Yeah, I thought but it was quite disregard cool. Disregard what I said earlier. Frank Barbieri and Gary Brown. Um, I, I guess it's just, you know, when you read a whole stack, it's like, oh, do I care? You know Another what? Another time care. travel army story. I'm just what trying to hell? read less comics, you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think no, I, I I'm pretty sure cool. I hit 40 again this week. Yeah, I read fucking so much um sabrina yay six. so fun to get like a sabrina comic yeah sort just of so soon after, the last, after one. the last one and so this was a uh an origin story for salem who is um sabrina's familiar the mm-hmm. talking cat um beloved source of comedy in the uh, shitty sabrina the teenage witch tv show how dare you um but in this it's uh, obviously considerably darker and uh I mean, I would just read an entire story based in the world that he was in before he got turned into a fucking cat. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. I I don't, mean, have, have we raved about the artwork on this book yet? Robert Hack is is so amazing. Like, it's such a non-traditional, I feel, comic book style, it just but looks it's like a, just looks unbelievable. like a demented kids' book from, like, the 60s. Yeah, it's so scary. It looks like Enid Blyton covers, like, yeah. just nightmare visions of them. Yeah. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. And he does... He does just unbelievable work. And um, the colours are so good. Yeah. Such, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I, mean, I had to <laughs> I always have to like read this in the middle of the day when there's people around because if I read it at night I'll be Oh, I just, you get I just get way. I'm too I'm too easily spooked. <laughs> it was so spooky, but it's so good. My wife won't let me watch uh, Stranger Things on Netflix cuz she thinks she's going to have nightmares. <laughs> but I want Well, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Totally right. <laughs> I really want to watch it. Um also um this is uh, worth picking up because we get a little uh, teaser of the Archie Riverdale TV show. Yeah. On, coming out on CDW, and it looks really, really cool. I'm so it's excited. A haunting vision of like a sunken boat. Mm. Very fun. Plus, you also get a classic, um, much like in the Archie series, they put in a classic Sabrina story at the end, which has R by Dan DiCarlo, who I just, I just love. Yeah, and it's great, but and it works really well after reading a Jughead or an Archie comic, but after reading this totally grisly, dark <laughs> Sabrina comic, I don't want to read it's such a, different a, really, version. a really goofy version of Sabrina. No I matter totally how do. Great it is. <laughs> yeah, you need to stop the nightmare. Yeah, right? totally. Uh, speaking of nightmares, House of Penance, number four. Spooky cover. Oh, my God. This is such a good, such a good crazy book that I, I'm going to do a terrible job explaining. It's written by Peter Tomasi, who we're currently loving over on the Superman comic, art by Ian Bertram, and... Similarly, like on Sabrina, it's really great horror cartooning that's like eerie without being gory, and uh, and just mm. un- unlike anything else that you see. Like you know, th- th- these are quite obvious, you know, cartoon versions of people, but and there is some grisly stuff that happens. But it's but it's you know, very it's like Lovecraftian. So so good. Um, there horror comics are actually I, I never like I, I hate. Over the top gore comics. Mm. I like gore when it's kind of funny. Yeah, but, um, like Headlopper. Yeah, yeah. As opposed perfect. to Crust. Yeah, def- <laughs> oh god, yikes. Um, but uh, I really do like a, a proper spooky mm. uh, horror comic, and, and House of Penance is definitely filling that gap for me. Um, also, if you guys want to look at some other spooky horror comics, the King Staff all um, chose our favorite horror comics. You can check that out on Facebook. There's some good picks there. Yeah, definitely. What did you pick? Um, I did Through the Woods, which was a compilation, uh, like an anthology of Emily Carroll um, comics. She's like just like the it's the scariest thing I've ever read. It's the most well, scary shit. I've ever been. How but many, like how amazing. How many so, spoops so did you get? I got I got ten spoops. Give it ten <laughs> out of ten spoops. Excellent. Um, you read the new Heavy Metal? Hell yeah, I did. Um, so Heavy Metal is the world's greatest illustrated magazine, according to itself. Um, but it's exciting because the last um, two. Uh, editions have been edited by our our very own Grant Morrison. <laughs> our very own. Our very, my special Grant Morrison. Um, and this was a funny issue. This was issue 281. It's all about it's sex. The sex special, which obviously Grant Morrison is, I mean, if you've ever seen that picture of him doing modeling, he's a, he's a sexy man. Um, <laughs> but so this was like, I mean, is this he? was, you no, Grant no, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> But he's a man who's interested in sex, clearly. <laughs> um, but so this was like just short stories um, from some amazing people. The only person I, uh, the only artist I recommend, recognized was Jay Bone, who is, um, oh, great. if you follow him on Instagram, loves drawing some sexy beefcake men. And so he definitely did that in this. Jay Bone used to be um, Darwin Cook's Inca. Ah, well, on, it on makes a lot of sense. Stuff, yeah. Um, but yeah, this was great. I mean, if you're going to read an anthology, you might as well read something that's edited by someone who. Like, I think that Island is amazing, and I think Brandon Graham has a lot to do with that. And I think Grant Morrison, too, yeah. Grant Morrison is doing some amazing things with heavy metal. So if, you've, if you want more sort of European-style comics in your life, I definitely recommend yeah, I'm, I'm so getting angry a subscription at myself to for, heavy metal. For not picking these up already. Yeah, totally. It's, it's really good. Highly recommend. 
Um, I uh, read the most recent issues of Descender and Wicked and Divine, which are two image books. One's written by Kieran Gillen without by Jamie McKelvey. The other is written by Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen. And just letting you know that they are both real good this month. Nice. Um, Wicked and Divine was a comic that I considered dropping at around issue 10 to 14 or something like that. And I pushed through and now it is like the best it's ever been and is definitely... um, uh, worth picking up, not only for the comic, but because in the letters section, uh, they did a reader's poll um, mm. and they had people kind of let let everyone know like their age, their gender and the gender that they identify with, mm. um, whether they're trans or other, their sexuality, um, where they live, how much they spend on comics a month and Ooh. whether or not they pirate comics. And so you have this incredible um, you know, selection of graphs mm. in which it collates all of that data. And I just found that really, really interesting. Yeah, like, I'm actually going to read that for professional yeah, purposes. Yeah, it's, you know? ama- it's incredible. Um, and it goes without saying that the, the, uh, the, the if you if you want to say that the average person who who reads this comic is a 19 to 28 year old uh, white male, but beyond that, like there's 48 percent of readers are male, but beyond mm. that, the breakdown is crazy. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, and especially the most the coolest thing was the different sexuality. Um, yeah, I mean, it's everyone, it's cool to see something like things. that yeah. actually printed out because you still get into these weird. Like, I'm st- I'm still always having conversations with people who are surprised that there are so many women reading comics when it's it's been a fifty fifty split almost for mm. you know a long time. Um, yeah. So it's cool to just have that have that sort of printed out. And then even the discussions of uh, whether or not people pirate comics is is interesting too. Mm, do people pirate comics? Yeah, yeah. Boo I'm, if you pirate comics. Boo. <laughs> Um, Not into yeah. it. Uh, and then Descender um, told uh, the backstory of uh, a character that I did not care about. Um, <laughs> one of the, um, I don't know, like the equivalent of the Empire, whatever it is in this in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, her backstory. And it's a really, really incredible issue um, that ends with a bit of a gut punch. Um, yeah. Totally nice. worth checking out. Descender's a really good book. You should catch up on Descender. Yeah, I know. Those are two books that I probably will catch up on in trade, I think. Yep. Cool. I, um, I also read. I read a bunch of trades this weekend because I hate myself apparently. Um, <laughs> because I love comics. Come on. Uh, one that I was really excited about. I'm always excited about a new, um, new manga, especially something that's just a one-off. Um, this is one called Wandering Island, which was written by written and um, drawn by Kenji Tsuruta. Nailed it. So terrible. And it's about a young girl who runs a air delivery service company with her un- with her grandfather. Her grandfather then dies in slightly mysterious circumstances and she finds all of his research about a wandering island which appears every three years. Um, and she becomes obsessed with that and obsessed with finding a way to it. And it's just, um, yeah, really, really good. Great story. Amazing. Fantastic. Highly recommend it. Um, also out in trade is um, they are reprinting all of Greg Rucker's Wonder Woman run, which is excellent timing considering he's back on the book. Um, they reprint Hikatia in this, which is an awesome, awesome Wonder Woman story. Um, really, I hadn't read it before, so I was very excited to check it out. Up by G.J. Jones? Yeah. Awesome. Where she's standing on Batman's face. Oh, fantastic. Which is excellent. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's super worth, <laughs> super, worth, super worth checking out. Um, this is all the stuff where Wonder Woman was um, the ambassador of Themyscira, and so it's all sort of political as well as being... Just cool superhero shit, and I loved it. Well, so you read that from cover to cover? No, no, no. I got okay. about halfway through. Okay, right. Um, the one I did read cover to cover, though, and which I, I just we didn't get any orders for this, um, which just blows my mind because it's 
unbelievable. The Adventures of Dieter Lumpen, um, which is written by George Zentner and Ruben Pelejero. Um, this is like classic European style comics. Um, it has an amazing intro by Tim Sale, which I think gives you an idea of the level of craftsmanship that goes into the art. Definitely. It's unbelievable. Like the art is so, so beautiful. This is like if Tintin grew up and had sexy adventures and it's amazing. <laughs> I, I, this is the entire, um, the entire collection that these guys did together. This is every single Dita Lumpen book um, comic that was ever made. And it's, it's so worthwhile. Awesome. Highly recommend. I would like you, you read a lot of European comics and I feel like a lot of those are pushed on you by Jim from King's comics. Yeah. Well, I mean, generally if something comes in that's European, I'm pretty interested in the first place. Cause I feel like, um, there's just so much stuff and the second it gets translated I definitely want to read it and Jim has this unbelievable wealth of knowledge about Euro comics we should um, do and a manga. special in the yeah future. we really should because there's I have I have so much that I would love to push on to other people and this is just another one awesome cool well um, uh, that is it for the show so far that's everything we read um, in the last week um, nice. did you read more than us fuck you no you didn't <laughs> no you didn't no one did uh, if you think you did hit us up with an email or you can just ask us some questions um, that email address is seriousissues at kingscomics.com we're going to be answering a few questions quite soon in the next few weeks uh, we know we owe uh, a certain listener an X-Men special oh yes we do that will be maybe we should do that as an entire separate episode thing, yeah, maybe, perhaps, that'll, yeah. that'll take up hours of, of our time especially if we ask our friend Nacho Pop to uh, contribute absolutely We'll be able to like 90 minutes of us arguing with him. It'll be great. <laughs> when he goes, no, Jim Lee and Chris Claremont, and that's it. <laughs> um, and uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, where we've been putting up some funny pics along with some uh, cool stuff that, mm-hmm. we, uh, that we like, uh, you can find us at facebook.com slash serious issues podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, some comics are coming out in the next week. You know what you should buy? Betty and Veronica, number e- one. I think this might be the most anticipated comic coming out in, in quite some time. It's written yeah. by Adam Hughes. With art by and Adam, art Hughes. By Adam Hughes. Which is, which is huge because he, he does not write nor draw many things these days. Mm. Um, there are 25 variant covers to this first issue. And they're all amazing. Oh, there you go. I think we put them all up on the King's <laughs> Facebook page a little while ago, so you can check them all out there. We'll um, share it on serious issues. amazing stuff. Um, uh, we're also getting Sombra, number one, which is a new comic coming out through Boom, written by Justin Jordan about a uh, Mexican... Uh, police officer, which sounds really cool. Cool. Um, Black Hammer is a new comic by Jeff Lemire coming out on Dark Horse. Looks amazing. Um, there was a preview of it in most of the Dark Horse comics from this week. I really, I really highly recommend people check this one out. Um, on the DC front, we get Batgirl Rebirth number one and Hellblazer Rebirth number one, which are two comics I'm very excited to start reading mm. again. Um, we also get the first issue of Justice League. Um, and The first issue of Snot Girl, which I'm incredibly excited about which is written by the author of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World Brian Brian Lee O'Malley you got it by Leslie Hung Huang I think (coughs) don't pardon me I'm just dying over here (laughs) Um, we got a new new image number one called Hunt and uh, alongside Snot Girl number one and um, Darth Vader's series over at Marvel comes closer and closer to its final issue at number 25 Um, and Valiant give us a faith number one as well cool so lots to read and I have a few um, few little announcements. We have um, Queens of Kings happening this Sunday. We're talking about Ms. Marvel. This is our um, this is Kings Comics Women's Reading Group. 
if you fancy coming down and having a chat about Ms. Marvel with a bunch of cool geeky ladies, that'll be happening this Sunday, the 24th of July um, at King's Comics at 5.30pm. be lovely to see you all there. I also wanted to announce that um, King's will be holding our first ever Indie Comics Sale and Zine Fair on um, Saturday, August 6th. I'll be putting up more information about that um, really soon, but we've got some really exciting, cool local artists um, coming I, down to table, and it's going to be really good fun. I saw um, the artwork, that you, the, the posters for Yeah, them. they're, they're so looking good. good, right? I'm super excited. Uh, what, uh, Jay Bowles is killing it. A good friend of mine, Jonathan Valenzuela, who does uh, amazing uh, comics using clip art, mm-hmm. uh, has designed a bunch of selection of incredible posters. Yeah, so we're just we're finishing them off today, and hopefully we'll have them up soon. Yeah, amazing. Very excited for that. And we'll, maybe we can do a spotlight where we talk to some of the zine yeah, guys. Yeah, that would yeah. be really cool. We're trying to do some more serious issue stuff in the future beyond just reviewing 40, 40 to 50 <laughs> comics a week. Absolutely. Yeah, because we should definitely do more than that for sure, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. You've been listening to Serious Issues. Again, you can find us at facebook.com slash Serious Issues Podcast. And if you like what you heard uh, and want to hear more of us and uh, want to spread the word, the best way to do that is for to head to iTunes and leave us a review on the iTunes store. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.